0: are useful for their purpose, but they are no substitute for brains. Alright, here we go. I have to say well done, Free. Well done. (laughs) Well played, my adversary. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Phoenix isn't gay, but if he was, he'd pick free man. Oh yeah, he'd be living down there with you in the bunk man. Woo! Once you go free, you always do the Z. One day I'm not going to Dunkin', and you could get a controller, a new Xbox, possibly even a corner. <laughs> <laughs> and now your host is back from Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you. Welcome to BGFG episode 347. I am your host, Chris Phoenix, and Fremo is not joining me again. He's getting stuff situated. It's going to be a good thing when he's back. It's gonna be big, huge, gigantic, fun, great. I don't know. I don't have enough. <laughs> uh, so it's it's you know it's been a real weird week. I think for everybody, just something in the air. You know, the fall season coming. All the females are running around, happy about pumpkin, everything pumpkin. So it's it's definitely been a weird you know week or so since we talked last. I guess you could say. So uh, we got a lot to cover this week, some good news, I would tend to think. I think it's good news in some cases, and in some cases, some sad news. So let's start off with the not coming down for breakfast, which I don't have any music for because there shouldn't be music for it. Uh, Unfortunately, not coming down for breakfast is Norm MacDonald. Most will remember him from SNL. Uh, He did Weekend Update, like in the very early, early days. Uh, He's passed away at 61 from cancer. Started as a writer for Roseanne on the Roseanne show, then joined Saturday Night Live in 1993. He was let go famously for telling the joke after the O.J. Simpson acquittal, where he said, "And I quote: Well, it's finally official, murder is legal in the state of California." <laughs> <laughs> he had some of the best. He would, if you want to see true Norm Macdonald, really watch him on on just about any late night talk show what he would do is he would just if I don't know if it's just him or if he felt the, the, the interview was going bad or for whatever reason he would just start in on these stories and he was the best at it and just his sound of his voice just the talk show stuff that he did was really really good so give him a listen and hats off to you Mr. McDonald and a golden ticket and towel and Godspeed let's get into this week's news BGFG News you heard it here third. So we're getting into this week's news, and the funny thing is that I'm trying something new, and I just simply don't think it's working. So if you're watching the video, you're definitely going to see some whacked out shit going on on the screen, (laughs) because the pictures aren't going to line up. I'm going to be trying to scroll through them. Uh, just, it didn't make sense, but what I wanted to start talking about today, see, I'm already starting to go through. What I want to talk about today was, uh, Apple's announcement. So Apple had their, uh, California streaming event. And this is again, one of those things that I want to talk about. And I, I get, I do get flack and I get email and I get messages about how, well, you should really do, you know, other products like Samsung and stuff like that. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know why I would love for you know Frimo when he gets back to him take take some time doing that, and that's kind of the way we used to do it. But again, Apple controls the market right now. It, it, it is what it is. So let's just get into it and, and move along before you start sending me more hate mail. First thing that we're going to talk about, of course, is the iPhone 13, which guess what? It's got a better camera. It also has a better battery. <laughs> it also has a better processor it's got more storage uh, again it's the same but better so every Apple announcement usually starts off like that especially when it comes to the phones look you're going to get the better battery you're going to get the better processor what's different with this phone from the one previously well in this particular version the iPhone 13 you're going to get a 120 hertz screen so if you do gaming on your phone which some people do uh, if you do gaming on your phone or if you watch a lot of movies on your phone, things like that, 120 hertz is kind of where you want it. And that's that's pretty cool. Another thing that's super impressive is cinema mode. So the cinema mode that they have now is going to allow you to, uh, oh, I forgot it, track, track zoom? I want to say track zoom, but I don't think that's right. What it does, or track focus maybe? What it does is say if, you know, you've seen, you see it on soap operas all the time. There'll be a person in the foreground and a person in the background. So what they'll do is they'll take the picture and the, and the person's right here and they'll zoom in on this person in the front. And then all of a sudden the other person starts talking, they'll zoom in, not zoom in, but that person in the background will become in focus and the person in the foreground will become blurred. It's a great little feature. It's a really cool feature when you know how to use it correctly. That's actually built into the phone now. So the Pro models are going to start at $1,000. Uh, there's a terabyte model now, and all of them are going to start at 128 gig. So there's not going to be any tiny little 64s anymore. You're going to be able to get it in f- September 24th. My take on the phone is this. If you're in the market, if you have a, an iPhone 8, God forbid, or 6, or you have an XR, XS, you might be thinking about you know, starting to move your way into another phone, this is a pretty good model. Uh, it's got a wide range, you know, from the mini all the way up to the Pro Max. So you got four phones in there to to uh, look at and see what you want. I mean, you might not want them all. Look at a comparison chart on Apple. It's a good good way to determine which one's going to work for you. But if you have one of those phones I mentioned previously, it's it's probably about time. Maybe you should think about going into another phone. I think this is a good idea. It's a it's a good phone, but again, it's Apple's iPhone. It's slightly better than the one prior. <laughs> One of the other things I'm excited about is the uh, Apple Watch Series 7. Oh, look at this. I can't, am I even going to find it? I don't even think I can. The Apple Watch Series 7 is coming out. Uh, the Apple Watch is very, very cool for a lot of reasons. Uh, I have one. I love it. I think it's great. It does so many different things. It, everybody should have one. and I And I say that because I think everybody should have one for all the features that it carries so one of the features it's very durable now so and i didn't get a lot of them even at work for repair i didn't get a lot but the ones i did were broken broken uh and this one's going to be very very durable apparently it's got a much better glass it's dust resistant it's 50 meters water resistant which i think is also impressive it's got a one millimeter thicker screen now you might be saying one millimeter that's not a lot but when you put it on your wrist that one millimeter and going to edge to edge is really going to stand out and make it seem like it's a lot bigger uh there's going to be 33 33 percent faster charging which i also think is very cool because i I often get asked the question at work of, okay, well, what, does, does the battery last all day? Yeah, the battery should last you pretty much all day. And when you charge it, I find the easiest way is when I take a shower. When I take a shower, I put it on the charger, I go take a shower, and I come back and it's charged. I don't need it while I'm in the shower, so why not just charge it during that time? And it charges. Now it's going to be 33% faster. I thought it charged fast enough, but now it's going to be even faster. Now you're going to be able to have a keyboard on the face. It's going to be big enough where you can have a little tiny keyboard. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be for you, but hell, why not? Uh, you're going to be... Uh, they're going to add Pilates and Tai Chi to the workout on the, on the watch. It's going to be available later this fall. And it's going to start at $400, which is pretty much the same price that they all are right now. And it's... <laughs> I think it's worth it. I'm going to end up getting one because I, I'm in the market for one anyway. Uh, the other thing that excited me was the iPad mini. So, after two and a half years, I think it was, might even be four years, uh, we're gonna finally get a new one. It's basically an iPad Air 4 in smaller mini form. Now, it's USB C, uh, it's, it's gonna have support for Apple Pencil this time around, it's gonna be $500. Here's where, this, here's where the iPad Mini fits your lifestyle. The iPad Mini is a perfect device for the coffee table. If you have a coffee table in your living room, um, it's a perfect device for that. Anybody can grab it. Anybody can log into something. Anybody can look something up. If you want to look up a TV show, if you want to look up a recipe, if you want to order food, right there. Right there on the coffee table. I think it's brilliant. Uh, I would use it also for the contact list. You know, have a little phone book, little action right there. Not that you would need that. God, I just dated myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so on the coffee table, the other place I like the iPad mini is in the bedroom because when I go to bed, I want to read a book. The iPad mini is perfect. It's just literally perfect. And you can put Amazon's app on there and get all your Amazon books if you wanted to, or you can utilize the books app or you can you know buy a comic book app whatever you want. It's a perfect size for laying in bed and and, and watching I mean, I guess you could watch a video on it if you don't want to have a TV in your room. Uh, I think it's just it's perfect size. It's it's really great. The other thing they announced was the iPad ninth gen, and guess what? It's just slightly better than everything else last year. It really, it's it's a non-starter. It's a new iPad ninth gen, big fucking deal. It, it didn't change. They didn't change anything. Uh, when you have the best business going, I mean, you really don't want to mess around with the recipe too much, right? You just want to. You just want to go with the flow. iPads work. Ninth generation is exactly like it was last time, except slightly better. A little better chip, uh, a little better memory. It's, it's just just a little bit better. Uh, but you don't want to, you know, that's, that's... The iPads made them money. I mean, the iPhones do well, but I think the iPads are really where they make their money. I think. Uh, you know who's going to be losing a lot of money soon? Walmart. Because uh, they're about to lose their pants, I think. Walmart has teamed with um, RG, I think it's called, AI, and Ford. And what they're looking to do is they're going to have autonomous deliveries. Yep, autonomous deliveries. You're going to have these electric cars that run by AI, uh, Ford vehicles run by this RG AI, and they're going to deliver your packages and shit. Now, I get a couple problems with this. First of all, you're you're already cutting off a new industry, which is the Uber driver or the Uber type delivery service. I think that's a valuable thing to do. I know if I was in between jobs, I would do it. Uh, my daughter does it. My son's looking to do it when he gets his license. So it's, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. It's a good little source of you know little extra money. You know, everybody gets what they want. We get deliveries. Uh, my wife's used it to to move the, an air conditioner one time. You know, she she called the Uber driver. She's like, do you mind delivering something? He's like, no. And she delivered an uh, air conditioner to a friend of hers. And the friend of hers came out to the car and carried it out of there. <laughs> Great little service. So I, I think there's a lot of money in that service. And I think Walmart, we haven't even seen that, that service industry grow yet. I, I think it's still in its infancy yet you know here's Walmart like Amazon trying to and, and I knock Amazon but again everybody uses them I use them all the time they're super convenient Walmart is trying to jump into all sorts of businesses all the time they're always trying to do that whether it's compete with Amazon with their online store or have a better game system or online only like a Best Buy Or, you know, there's all sorts of these little things that they're trying. And I think this is going to fail. And the second thing that I know they're going to fail is where they're piloting these programs. (laughs) And people, I can't make this shit up, okay? Look it up. I put a link in the show notes. They're going to start this in Austin, Miami, and Washington, D.C. Really? Washington, D.C., Miami, Austin. I mean, Austin's not that bad. It's growing and it's very busy. Miami's Miami and Washington, D.C. You're going to have an autonomous vehicle rolling through these three cities, no driver, maybe a camera, or two or three, around the vehicle, filled with product. You don't think it's going to get robbed. At all. I mean, if you knew that, like, the new Xboxes got launched, and you saw one of these Walmart vehicles riding down your street... And you knew that you could throw a snowball or mud or some shit. You know somebody's going to do it. Throw some shit on wherever the camera's at. And now you're going to stop the vehicle because it's naturally going to have some sort of mechanism in it. So it doesn't, so it freezes when there's people involved or kids or an obstacle or something like that. So it tends to think, you tend to think that they're going to stop the vehicle and rob the vehicle. Shit, you don't even have to block the cameras. Do it with the cameras. Block the vehicle, wear ski masks, and take the shit out of it. You know, I'm sorry I do th- I do that and people people tell me I, I think like a criminal. I think about the th- ways that if I own that business, how I'm gonna get screwed. Because I'm there to I have a business to make money. So if I'm gonna make money, I want to make sure I'm not gonna get robbed doing it. And sending out a vehicle with high value, let's say Xbox and PlayStations come out. Xbox and PlayStation, you buy one of each and you go and have it delivered. You know, and it, it never gets there because two blocks away, somebody stopped that vehicle and took everything out of it. It's just, it's it's a bad idea and it's not going to fucking work. All right, let's get into this week's uh, music, which is always good. Those, as I say, those that watch the video, you're not going to see anything because YouTube likes to pull me down constantly. Those that are driving in their car or listening on their uh, phone, listening to the podcast, it's essentially, you're going to get to hear uh, a new artist that I just recently found. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for playing an alt-pop song, but I kind of like this one. And every once in a while, I'll try to spring something on you that's a little bit different. This one uh, is from a 17-year-old Toronto native. Describes her music as tastefully weird. Okay, this is off her St. Dominique EP. This is Ren for short. And this song is called Wannabe. And we'll catch you on the other side for some stick style, some GPU updates. Uh, And I'm going to give you some advice on your router because that was a big topic that I saw, you know, all weekend long at work, which was very odd. So we'll catch you on the other side. And here is uh, Ren for Short. Coping, paint your nails, and you pop your pills, and you tell your friends how you got to feel. Why you gotta run your own smoke? You're the only one left in like your own shows. You can bleach your head to someone else, but I'll always have you figured out. Oh. You're so we're back rent for short it's a good song you know it just it's got a good groove to it, it reminds me of a mazy star a lot and if you're in our generation generation x you'll remember mazy star or mazzy star depends on how you want to say it i guess uh let's get into this week's stick style because i think it's going to be kind of uh interesting gaming. Mm, so this week first thing in stick style is always our gpu update and guess what you still can't get one but there's hope okay there's hope and every week i hold out hope so it doesn't matter if it's computers gpus or the or any console things are getting kind of weird so what you're seeing right now um if you look at trends right they have to still be making these things so they have to be still pressing them, even if there's a chip shortage and a and a dramatic one. There's still chips shipping in, uh, and there's just not being any released. You know, I've seen them on eBay. I talked to two different sellers on eBay, and one person that's an actually connection, quote unquote. And the two eBay sellers uh, were pretty much a new wave of group, and I and I ended up contacting them through the me, my search for the Halo Xbox. And what they, like one, of both of them, actually, one of them said they were a gamer, but I didn't believe it. And the other one just had nothing to do. They were looking at this as investment opportunities. Like they run this shit out of their garage and kudos for you for that hustle. A hundred percent. Because, you know, if you can acquire something, we had a guy that lived near us that got two of the PlayStation four. I told the story 500 million. He got two of them and he bought them for retail, which was $500 each plus tax and shipping and he got them to his home and he flipped them and put them on eBay for I think 1300 originally or 1500 one or the other. And we called him, you know, tried to try or reached out to him and and tried to get it for a lower price. He didn't want to budge. But then again, we called him two weeks later and he was suddenly really ready to sell. And he ended up making like a hundred or $200 on it, which I'm okay with. I've talked about that before on the show. So these guys, Basically, we're just in it for quick money, and they understand that you can do that. So if they have the knowledge on how to do that, or let's say they work at, um, back in the day, there used to be game stores that were smaller mom-and-pops that would get different things, and they could open and close as they see fit. They could reserve, like, two or three and pull them off to the side. Shit, uh, I knew, like, a bunch of friends that worked at Toys R Us growing up, and every time action figures would come in in a case, they would open up the case, and in one like one in every case was like a special edition one, they'd pull that shit out for themselves. I mean, that's just, that's the way it went because the higher-ups had no idea what you were doing. Now it's a little bit different. People are more informed. Uh But one of them said, I just look at how much profit I can make on an item. I have no idea what half the stuff in my garage even is. He said that, and that's, that's a quote from him. He's like, I don't even know. He's like, I, I look at these things, and I'm just like, okay, fine, whatever. And this was in reference to a pre-built PC that had a 3080 Ti he was selling, and it was just about a $300 profit. And uh, granted, it was a pre-built. It wasn't a custom build. It was a pre-built that had this in there. And you know, where where everybody else is buying these computers and pulling it out, he actually just left it in there and was putting it up for another $300 profit. And what he told me was that he was on the website. Uh, it was Alienware. He was on Ali- or Dell's website to buy a battery for his laptop. And he saw it and he thought it looked cool. So he clicked on it and he was like, Oh, I can buy it. And he bought it and he, and he put like basically the top things in the categories. Like every category is a like click, click, click. And he just bought it and he's like, Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to make a $300 profit on it. That seems fair. Well, it sure was fair and, it, and he got it really quick. Uh, and my guy that I know says there hasn't been really any of them anywhere in months. They haven't seen any. So now it leads me to believe. There is something going on. We talked about it the last show. So I'm telling you right now, keep your eyes out because I haven't seen jack squat of GPUs and almost no consoles anywhere. And I'm thinking that they maybe the, the manufacturers or the retailers are hoarding them and going to release them for Christmas. So I don't know. Let's see what happens. But it definitely makes me, makes me think. So keep your eyes open if you're looking to get one of those things. And when you get one of those consoles or graphics cards, you're going to want to get the best possible internet connection, right, to make sure that they run fast and uh, stable. So what I wanted to talk about a little bit this week was graphics cards. Uh, Not graphics cards, internet. And I think this is something that's really done uh, shitty, to be honest. It really is. Because people always get, look, you can tweak all you want. And a lot of us do. I'm one of them. You know, I know enough that I want to go in there and I want to check certain settings. I might not change a lot, but I want to go in and check settings. And I'm talking about your router or, in some cases, your cable modem and router all in one. Most companies, and I believe I want to say by law, allow you access to those. There are items in your house and you want to be able to control them. So they have that. And to add to that a lot of the manufacturers are now dishing them out to the uh, cable companies and internet providers uh, where you can put child protection on there and child control and and limitations and locks and things like that time of day. Disney did a little bit of it for a while and I think it's really cool. I think if uh, my kids were younger, because the cat's out of the bag now, but if they were younger, I probably would have limited their access or timed it at least. I wish I could do that now but they're all older. Uh, you can uh, Almost all the routers, you can shut off certain IP addresses or basically just shut off the router at a certain time of day or night. If you're not really a gamer and you just want to protect your family, that's one of the ways to do it. So you're going to need to be able to get into your router. And if you do a Google search, almost every single company offers some sort of white paper on how to get into your router and what to do. Now, it's easy to upgrade your service and your router through your service provider. You can get gigabit Ethernet or anything. Get as much as you can afford. I have gigabit service. I think it's ideal for today's usage. Um, remember, though, that the whatever speed you see is best case scenario. If they say gigabit, yeah, it's theoretically you're going to get a thousand. Don't think that every day you're going to get a thousand, though, because that that's bullshit. You ain't going to happen. It's not even going to happen. You'll get some fast speeds, and I always found it ironic that when you first connect to your network, you get blazing fast speeds, and about a week later, they drop down a little bit. I don't know why that is. Even from working in the cable company and being kind of a geek about it, I, I still don't know why that happens. That you get that little tiny drop. I, I don't know. I have theories, um, but there's a lot of variables for network speed. There's time of day. Um, there's uh, you know, if everybody if everybody gets home, kids are home from school by four o'clock or done with their house, their chores or their homework, four or five o'clock. So it's prime time between four or five o'clock. And say eight, nine o'clock. That's usually prime time. Late night is from nine to midnight. And then after midnight, that's when a lot of the, the hardcore gamers and geese jump online because the internet's just quicker. The whole internet as a whole, because people are not people in your area or your coast or your time zone aren't even online. So you get a lot more of the bandwidth. And again, if you're connecting via Wi Fi, understand that you're gonna get half of your speed. So let's take the case of gigabit. I have gigabit at my home. I like it. Uh, That's what I use. I have most of my machines. The entire studio up here is hardwired, uh, but I have Wi-Fi access as well. So on any given day, I can run a speed test. I'm going to get about 850 to 950 for uh, megs down as a download speed. Now, on my Wi-Fi stuff, I'm getting like 300, 400 my wife. now you might think oh i'm getting screwed on my wi-fi no you're not really and if you're only using wi-fi or if you have friends and family members that are only using wi-fi let them understand that that's the reason why it's it's just slower that's just the way it is it's wi-fi and you have to worry about things and interference and all that stuff so uh you know you can dial in there now w- when you're starting to dial in there okay now you understand that wi-fi speeds are going to be half And you have to worry about different connections and time of day. So when you go in there to tweak your shit, now I encourage you to go in and swap out your password and your network name. But at the same time, don't start clicking on DMZs because you read it online somewhere that having a demilitarized zone on your router is great. You can throughput your game. Or the jabroni that's literally sitting in his mom's basement has no idea how the network works because his father runs it. And says, oh, yeah, I totally turned on DMZ and I have a really quick connection. No, you don't. I mean, I've heard... My, my son came out and told me the other night that some, some kid that's playing, like, Minecraft or some shit has got a, um... a dual thread ripper with 128 gigs of RAM, and I'm like, dude, that kid is bullshit you hardcore. Because if that person even had that computer... First of all, if an adult had the computer, they're not letting a kid play with it. And if the kid had the computer, he's unbelievably spoiled, and... He shouldn't be playing fucking Minecraft. He should be playing Crisis on Crisis mode. I mean, what the hell? But I digress. Most routers come out of the box just fine people. There's nothing to tweak. You don't need to do anything. Just change the user, change the uh, administrator name and password, or the password at the very least. I would change the password. Leave it as a min, but change the password. Uh, put a good password in there, and then change the name of your local Wi-Fi and your um your password for that Wi-Fi change that don't just do the default that's that's there what I personally like to do is separate the two I have my my wireless from the cable company has two separate five gigahertz and a 2.4 and I use the 2.4 for some things and I use the the uh, five gigahertz for other things I would suggest you do that too. name them two different network names that way you know which one is which I'll put like the, the video cameras and the doorbell on the slower network because it reaches farther and I'll put, you know, the video game console on a higher network that's closer to the router. So there's a lot of variables, but a lot out of the box change the username and password of your Wi-Fi or the Wi-Fi name and the password, and then be done with it. You don't need to change all these other things. Even like the QoS, the quality of service, I know I've tweaked all of these things, and really out of the box, you're getting very good. Can you tweak it and get a little bit more? Sure, but this is the same argument we've had numerous times and conversations we've had on the show numerous times about even frames per second. Like, I need more frames per second. You just gain two frames per second, and you spend $1,500 on another video card. That is stupid, okay? That's a waste of money, and you shouldn't do that. So again against popular belief I don't think you have to re- change all these settings you know change your change the basics and just be done with it Now another thing you could do on this network which I thought was really cool uh and is Xbox cloud gaming is now on Windows 10 Now you might be wondering like who cares <laughs> But it's actually really good and the reason why it's really good is because you can stream your xbox or your uh well yeah mostly xbox you can stream your xbox shit over to your pc and this can look really good can, i mean it's going to be basically 60 frames unless you have a new xbox which is going to be 120 frames uh 120 megahertz yeah frames no cheese frames uh but again it's really cool we're talking about the xbox pc app so what you have to do is you have to go to the Microsoft Store if you don't have it on your computer already. Get the Xbox app. And connect it to your Xbox. If you have multiple Xbox, you have to pick which Xbox is going to be the main Xbox. And then you can connect it uh, then. Microsoft just rolled out an update for that app. I've been using that for a very long time. You can now stream games from xCloud, which is very cool. So you don't even have to have it on your, on your Xbox, which is where you're streaming from a lot of times. But if you own it on your Xbox... You can play it on your PC using cloud gaming. I've used cloud gaming. We talked about it on the show probably a month or two ago. And I said it's it's really good. It's in beta. It was in beta when I used it. The Wi-Fi on it was sketchy sometimes, but if you're on your PC, you already know that your your networks what your network capabilities are. I used it in the in the vehicles on cellular and I worked, thought it worked good. I used it on Wi-Fi and it worked flawlessly. You know, it's basically a cloud gaming service and it works very well. And the fact that you can get not only the xCloud information, but you can also get your Xbox games themselves, I think that's huge. And it works on Mac and iOS, which I also think is great because then you get cross game uh, chatting and gameplay. So I think this is big. I think this is really big in, in a direction that people are going to want to go in. Which is why you're seeing a lot of the consoles coming out with digital versions and disk versions, because I've switched over to digital. I really don't need a disc in any of mine, but they're cooler looking, so I'm going to get one. <laughs> uh, you know And oh, another thing I want to talk about. Uh, you can get your Halo fix now on pretty much any platform. Uh, PC, iOS, you can get your Halo fix. And with the new Halo game coming out, it's pretty hot. And speaking of Halo, uh, we told you last week about Splitgate. Splitgate is roughly, uh, well, they're getting bigger and better, which is really nice to see. Developer uh, 1047 Games has raised a million dollars from venture capital investors, which is really, really fucking cool people. Uh, Splitgate's the first uh, popular game from the studio. It it was originally called Portal Wars because it kind of mixes Halo 3 with Portal. I say Halo 3 because a lot of the, a lot of the game is got Halo 3-type weapons, Halo 3-type feel to the way you're moving around the map and stuff, and there's an absolutely zero wrong with that. I'm going through Halo 3 campaign right now. If you watch Stick Style, you'll see me doing it late at night. If I can't sleep, I'll play Halo 3. And it's, it's really fun still to this day to play. And the fact that you can now get it with Portal, which is really cool, and I got my kids hooked on Splitgate now. It's still an open beta too, and they got all this money to actually do more servers. And they said this game is literally about twenty-five percent done, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Uh, they're going to they're going to just improve everything. You know, they're going to dump that hundred million into it, and I think that's it's really, really what they need to do. And it's going to be a great game. It's a great passive game right now. If you're not doing anything, you're in between games or. You only get a certain amount of time. Pop into Splitgate, a couple of minutes, you're going to be bang right into a game, having fun. So, like I was saying before, you can find us on Stickstyle. I've uh, talked about the Halo Three experience and Splitgate stuff. So, our sister show is Stickstyle on YouTube, and we've been playing, we've been playing all that, and we've been broadcasting on Twitch. Not necessarily YouTube that much, but we do. We put highlights on YouTube. But speaking of Twitch, uh, all the big names are heading to YouTube, as you well know. If you are on Twitch or broadcast or watch Twitch, but they're still trying to find their way. And I think this is a good step for them. What they did was they actually, they just banned serial refunders. So these are the asshats that are people that request refunds for donations or subscriptions that they made like recently. And I think it's pretty shitty that they even do that, but they do. And I'll give you an example of why they do it. What they'll do is they'll see a pretty girl on on a Twitch stream, right? Think about it. Pretty girl wearing, um, I don't know, a tank top and shorts. I don't know. Whatever. Now, they have in the background, and again, I'm not judging here. I'm just telling you a fact. You can go on and see it. There's a bunch of them. She says she'll do jumping jacks. Yes, I swear. These people are out there. You'll see them. Uh, she'll do jumping jacks for subs, meaning subscriptions, or donations over $100 or a certain dollar amount. So some creepy older guy or some kid with his parents' credit card is going to turn around and give her a donation or the subscription that she's desiring. And she's going to do the jumping jacks, whatever. The person watches, they're excited, whatever. Now the next day, they remove that donation. They call the credit card company and reverse the charge or they cancel it or whatever the case is. But now... uh. The person that did the, and again, we call them creators, but the person that was doing that, that was expecting to get some sort of money on that, doesn't get the money at all. The charge gets reversed. The Twitch person never gets paid. Twitch never gets their cut. It's just an awful, awful situation, and it's been done way, way too much. You sit there and you look sometimes, like my wife and I watch some Twitch streams sometimes, and you look at it you're like, wait a minute, that person got a $500 donation just now? You're giving that person $500. Like, I don't have... I mean, I I do okay. I I take care of my family and shit. I have money in the bank right now. But I I legit don't have $500 to just give to a fucking Twitch streamer. As a Twitch streamer that you're watching this on, shit, I'd love $500. But at the same time, don't give me $500 if you're going to take it away. And... If if you're giving me five hundred dollars, I'm not going to jump do jumping jacks for you or anything. But if you want a special request or or like to see something added to the show, then I'm all for it. But to sit there and make, a, especially a female, do something that's kind of risque or on your demand, is kind of creepy and wrong. And then especially wrong if you're going to return it. Okay, you want to do that shit. Get off of Twitch. Twitch is supposed to be for gamers and like-minded people to go on there and just be able to express themselves. And when you sit there and you you do stupid shit, like reverse a charge. Man, that person's not going to get paid. They're going to get discouraged. There's a lot going on there behind the scenes for you to get your jollies. If you want to do that shit, man, go to go over to OnlyFans. Okay? They don't give a shit. Uh, Twitch is banning repeat offenders for this in fact they've also filed suit with two streamers that were involved in the hate raids that were going on you know i I think twitch is trying you know they they're seeing what's going on there they lost tim the tatman they lost uh dr disrespect they lost they lost so many people so i think they're just trying to find their way you know and i think it's still a good platform i think they have a lot of promise and i want to see them succeed i like the idea that i can go on whether it's with BGFG or stick style or subtopia null I can go on to these and have a platform to speak at you know it's it's just easy and it's good and it takes you know it takes a bunch of people you know mature up a little bit don't do this stupid shit or don't promote that you know if you don't saying if you if you sit there and say that you don't want to make a choice about anything in life if you sit there and go I don't choose you've already made a choice okay so I'm not saying pick one side I'm saying be educated about it and say what you feel Let's get into what is Worth. So, in the For What It's Worth segment, and for those that don't know, the For What It's Worth segment is basically just a chat. The last segment of the show is just a chit-chat, and this is something that, uh, with my mother's, uh, with the holiday season coming around, and this particular season right now, uh, my mom really liked the season, so... I want to express that. I don't think anybody... I had a couple of questions about it one time from some close friends. For What It's Worth was the name of my mother's newspaper uh, column. And I wanted to, to, to continue that same thing. And she did it one way where she talked about us and my brothers, I mean, and told funny stories about the stupid shit that we would do. I wanted to do something a little bit different but keep the name and do that. So I designed For What It's Worth segment, which I truly love and will never go away for me and or Freemo and whoever else is ever on the show to just vibe no notes no stats no this is just a, a free-for-all right so one of the things i want to bring up this week which i thought was cool was i, I was going to put it in like a stick style but it's called framework so it's it's a diy thing what it is is technology is everywhere okay and like And like the days of old, I would wake up on a summer day and my father having a day off would be out in the garage or the driveway, be working on something on the car. I'd jump over there because it was nice and he'd teach me something we'd do something. I find that's missing. And then later on in life, you saw a lot of parents seeing that with like a Radio Shack where you can go in and buy one of those little electronic kits and play with that with your son and teach your son about electronics. Any time that you had an opportunity as a parent, uh, to teach the kids something of your trade or something you do very well is what it's all about. Well, it's one of many things, but it's what's important for being a parent. You're teaching them a skill set. You're teaching them something about you. You're giving to them so that they can continue it on. And this can go for anything. I don't care if you're a plumber, an electrician. You're going to teach the kids that. You know, People, I think, are complete morons. They've worked with their parents at one point or another or summer or something like that. It just happens. And I used to, I remember I, I remember uh, uh, working on the cars with my dad, and learning about different things—brake jobs and drum brakes and carburetors and all that fun stuff—and changing the oil. And my kids just aren't like that. And I get I used to get upset about it. And my wife was like, "Why? You know, we didn't do the things our dad did. My dad." And I thought about him. Like my dad played cribbage, wore cowboy hat, and cowboy boots. That's not me. That's just not me. I'm not angry with them. I don't think it's stupid. I just, it's not me. It's not something for me. So how can I look at my kids or how can you look at your kids and say, I want you to do this and I want you to do that. They're going to do what they want to do and you need to try to support that. That's a very hard, that's a very big pill to swallow. That's a very hard thing, but you got to try to do it. Uh, Trust me. it, It just, it makes out in the long run. And if you have a child that's totally into stuff that you like, that's even better so one of the things, and a lot of times, kids just want time. That's all they want. They don't necessarily want you to buy shit. They, they just want your time, you know. And think about your own life, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. And then think about how you want your kids because we should all want our kids to be better than us. Be like us, absolutely, but be better than me. So I like the idea of doing stuff with the kids, whether it's a board game or something else. I like the DIY stuff especially. Uh, they get amazed. They like doing it. You know, and I'm on the verge of having some grandkids now. So I'm really looking forward to that aspect as well. I can't wait. This company is called Framework. And they figured it out for us. You know, kind of like the Radio Shack thing meets today. What you can do is for prices, it's a DIY laptop, essentially. And who doesn't need a laptop, right? So it's a DIY laptop and... Framework is selling these things for from uh, $749 all the way up to a little over $2,000. And you're basically building yourself a laptop, and it's not a piece of shit laptop. You know, you can put whatever you want on it, but you can get let me tell you what you can get. You can get an i5 to an i7, so it's an Intel processor. They sell a shit ton of SSDs you can buy with it. It's got Wi Fi in it, Uh, it's a 13 inch monitor, so it's not super big, it's pretty convenient. It's got Iris graphics, which is off of the Intel chips, which is really cool. It's a 1080p screen, again, not too bad. It's got a fingerprint reader. Not a big fan, but hey, it's nice to have that option. And it's got a webcam, so it's it's really cool. You could buy it, could put it together, but why bother, man? Get this thing in the DIY mode. Uh, you might be sitting, you might be sitting there going, well, I can't, Chris. Look, you're you're an asshat. Okay, I can't put a laptop together. I have no idea how to put this shit together. Guess what? Framework takes care of that for you. God, a silicon ad. Framework takes care of that for you. What they do is they give you video help. They give you phone help, and they also have these cool ass QR codes on the on each individual component. Now this is double cool because the you can look up how to install the part, right? Or say if your battery starts to go in a year from now or your hard drive fails or your RAM has got an error on it or something. Who knows? You can literally open it up because you built it so you know how to open it. You're going to open it up. You're going to scan the QR code and it's going to open up a website where you can order that part again. That's definitely cool. This is the epitome of DIY. And for even short money, you can get it with your kids. You want to take it a step further? You can get pretty much any operating system you want, right? So if you really want to get cool with the kids, you really want to geek out, learn something with them. Get one of the ones for $749, dirt cheap. I mean, really, where I'm going with this, you don't need anything over like $750, $800 the most. And get a version of Linux, a shitty version of Linux, a big version. It doesn't matter. Get a version of Linux and install it. You guys will be learning shit on your own together together. You know, if you can afford it, look, a new computer, $1,600 buys you a real nice computer, right? real nice laptop. Once you spend the same amount of money, get two $800 frameworks. Get a free version of Linux online. Whatever flavor you want, I would suggest for the beginning, get Ubuntu. Load it up on this thing, right? Load it up on the computer. You built it with your kid. You installed this operating system with your kid, and you're learning with your kid. You take time and you go, Hey, we're going to sit down with the computer at the kitchen table today. Let's figure out how to install a graphics card or something, or let's do some investigation. And I know it sounds corny, but believe it or not, when you have that kid there with you, it's not corny to them. It's you might feel it's a waste of your time on your day off. It's not to them. It's something they're going to remember forever. I've heard my kids, I got five kids. I've heard them sitting in the living room on a, on a Sunday, you know, when they come over for a meal, (laughs) a free meal, uh, I've heard them say something about. Remember that time Dad did this, or remember that time Mom did that. That's that's history. That's you might not have, you might remember that day, or you might not even remember that shit. But they do, and that's what's important. And I think doing stuff DIY is where it's at. Not all of us can go out and build a uh, <laughs> you know a treehouse that's actually going to stand up and be safe. Not all of us can go out and fix a car or work on their vehicle because today's vehicles you really can't work on. You know, not everybody's going to be able to do that. Not everybody's going to be able to go out and throw, uh, show a kid how to how to the finer points of football or baseball or basketball. You know, not everybody's a jock, but everybody can sit there and and see the desire of wanting to do something. And I think it's important to talk about spending time. And this is one of those things. Uh, I put a link in the show notes. It's called Framework PC. It's really cool. It, it's really good and. And I, I just think, it just really made me think about all those things. Because if this thing was out, you know, six, seven years ago, I'd have a bunch of them around my house right now. Because I would have had every kid doing them. We would have all made custom. We would have taken that shit outside. We would have painted the frame on it or, or the uh, uh, the cover for it and put their own little personalization. Yeah, yeah, I would have did that shit all the way up. All the way up. <laughs> all right, that's it for this week. I want to go... uh Play some games, I think, after dinner. That's it for this week. Tense down. Show's over. So you can find more of this garbage at bgfgonline.com. You can also send us an email with your questions or suggestions at bgfgshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast Podcast Castro, CastBox, Podchaser, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.